And what's going on, WWE Mentality fans? This is your host, JR, Ralph Wins, Jamie Wins, as they like to call me in our little Team WO, Team WWE OBX group. Mr. Wonderful, also the creator of all creations, that is TWO. I am here in studio. It is a somewhat chilly day here on the Outer Banks. Not too bad, but nothing like yesterday, man. Yesterday was like, what felt like 15 degrees out there. Windy. Like, I'm all about the cold, but when it gets windy, nah. That can stay away. That is for the birds. But we are back here nonetheless on WWE Mentality. I'm glad that you are able to join me once again today. Again, the November 14th edition of WWE Mentality. We had some mix-ups today. We weren't able to do our interview with Mr. Jason Maples, the promoter from Indiana that I was talking about, who runs the promotions for Heroes and Legends, also Savage Lucha. We'll get him on next week, so please come back next week and join us for that, as it will be going down officially if nothing in this studio uh, happens like it did today. It was some kind of a freak incident that happened, as it always is here when you deal with radio-related stuff. But we were also going to be welcoming back the executive producer, Justin Bateman, today. But, as again, he has had other things to do regarding his job. We totally understand we wear multiple hats around here. Fathers, husbands, you know, our work obviously comes first. And this podcast, not only is it important to both of us, but it has to be last Uh, when it comes to all those other things that I mentioned before. But we will be welcoming welcoming him back next week. Hopefully he will be there uh, for that interview and for the November 21st edition of WWE Mentality. But today we will be covering SmackDown. We'll be covering Raw. We'll be talking about the invasion. I'm also going to hop on the phone, uh, get on my WWE Mentality Facebook page and go live and answer some of the questions as well. So if you haven't gotten a chance to check it out on YouTube or Pocket Cast, Google, uh, Apple iTunes, Spotify, any major podcast listening platforms out there, feel free to go over to our Facebook page, WW Mentality, uh, on Facebook and check out our little segment there. This is the first ever time we will be going live to answer any questions that the fans may or may not have. But before we get all going to that and we get too much into SmackDown and Raw, we're going to be... Hearing from our uh, Chevy man down here in the Outer Banks, uh, the foot of the Wright Memorial Bridge in Kitty Hawk uh, of Outer Banks, as like I just said, because I'm repeating myself and I'm alone today and I'm a little intimidated, uh, a little bit, I guess. But nonetheless, we're going to hear from Mark Hillman, as we always will, at the beginning of our show. God, I can't talk today. Being by myself sucks. Well, anyway, let's hear from Mark Hillman. Hi friends, it's Mark Helm and the Chevy Man back for one of my favorite times of the year. It's Truck Month. We stocked up just in time with over 100 Silverados, Tahoes, and Suburbans. You can save over $10,000 off MSRP on your favorite truck or take advantage of 0% for 72 months. Most Buicks will qualify for up to 20% off MSRP. That means you can get into a brand new Encore for under twenty grand with a four-year bumper-to-bumper warranty. Come check out our selection of custom trucks. We have the best in the beach when it comes to lifted trucks. With our 
great deals, you can almost get the conversions at no charge. That's huge. We are out to help more folks this month than ever before. We still have over 80 world-class pre-owned vehicles ready to go. All the best makes, models, and price ranges. No one has our selection. Our bumper-to-bumper warranties and maintenance is always included. See it all at obxchevy.com at the foot of the Wright Memorial Bridge. All of us at OBX Chevy Buick appreciate your business and your friendship. Chevy, find new roads. And Mark Hellman is once again correct. If anybody can put you in a Chevy, the Chevy man can. And not only Chevys either. They got multiple other different types of trucks, SUVs, cars, anything you can think of. Matter of fact, you can go down there to OBX Chevy and talk to one of the TWO members. His name's David, David Eco. As in our group, we call him David EKO. He's an excellent salesman. He'll put you in a car not only that you like, but he feels confident in putting you in. And that's the number one thing down here with all car dealerships, I feel like, on the Outer Banks, is that they know the hard times. They know what it's like. They know that if you need a car and you're in desperate need of a car, they will try to do their best, absolute best, to get you in one. And that is one thing I definitely say down here. I've been through a lot of dealerships. Uh, dealing with cars and not just because I live here and I'm trying to promote them and give them some business but they are genuinely the nicest people you will ever meet they are homegrown every single one of them they're not from out of town so they know the struggles here on the Outer Banks when it relates to cars but let's jump into Smackdown held in Manchester England as they do their overseas tour didn't make a lot of sense to me because you think if you're already in Saudi Arabia for Crown Jewel, you come back and what do two two weeks of shows in the states, and then you go back over? Seems to me like they could just stay right on over there. I mean, that just makes more sense. But anyway, we started off with the night with King Corbin just blasting Roman Reigns, just giving him a hard time, uh, talking about you know he overcame cancer and and all that stuff, but he still can't basically hold. King Corbin's jockstrap is pretty much what it what it was. It, it was a build-up, but breakdown at the same time. And more of a breakdown than it was a build-up. But we'll talk more about them later on during the show. The New Day got their chance to win back their SmackDown Tag Team Championships, become the, I think it's nine-time or eight-time Tag Team Champions. I mean, the reason for that? I don't know. I mean, is WWE planning something really big here with Big E and Kofi? I mean, the the revival, you know, their contract situation, because if you read any other news in WWE, the revival has had some contract situations going on and some problems. So, what I mean, what what's the big deal with that? I don't understand. I personally like the revival. They have more of an attitude than the New Day does. Maybe just the New Day is, is bringing in more ratings. Maybe they're, you know, WWE executives are looking at the ratings and like, hey, every time the New Day's on, they're getting a big a big boost in ratings. I don't know. But Heavy Machinery came out, but ended up getting blindsided by the NXT faction that is called Imperium, led by Walter, the NXT champion, or the NXT UK champion. Um, pretty good group, I think. Very, very technical in the way they wrestle. Very hard-hitting, as all NXT UK talent is, it seems like. It's just a different feel over there. You know, when you watch Pete Dunne wrestle in NXT now, not so much NXT UK, but when you when you watched him wrestle, because he was your NXT UK champion until Walter beat him at, a, at the TakeOver event, I think, uh, before uh, SummerSlam. It's just very hard-hitting, and it's just more intense. 
So Imperium, going to be a force to be reckoned with, I think, for sure. Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro defeated Shorty G. And what now, he's got his, he's got his name back. Mustafa Ali. Not Ali anymore. He's Mustafa Ali. So Shinsuke Nakamura Cesaro defeated Shorty G. And Mas- I'm going to call him Mustafa Ali. Mustafa Ali as uh, Daniel Bryan is becoming more and more, it seems, interested in, at least in this storyline up till this point, that um, Sami Zayn is is trying to, to lure Daniel Bryan into becoming part of his little, his little faction with Shinsuke and what he would hope would be Daniel Bryan. I don't like it. Daniel Bryan's much better by himself. He's not. He doesn't do well in groups, as we saw the Wyatt family. Although it was an interesting storyline, it just at points you know and felt like it didn't. It didn't matter. It didn't. Didn't feel like anything. So that that's still up in the air. I don't know what's going to go on with that. But later on that night, the Fiend actually decided to attack Daniel Bryan. Um, I don't know if this was. You know, the the Fiend. Let's talk about him real quick because the Fiend is. Or seems like he's seeking out revenge for the people who has done wrong to Bray Wyatt. And I say it like that because we all know, if you paid attention, that the Fiend is the Fiend and Bray Wyatt is Bray Wyatt. They're not the same. Although that's what the storyline wants you to believe. So, playing into the storyline, not breaking any cave fave here, the Fiend is attacking all of Bray Wyatt's wrongdoers. And what I mean is that you, you look on Twitter, right? If you're, if you're Twitter friends with... Bray Wyatt. You see that he posts a lot of stuff about people who has done wrong to him um, earlier on in his career. Um, one in particular I saw earlier today was when CM Punk, CM Punk ran the Nexus back in you know 2010 or whatever it was. There was a time where Husky Harris, um, the Nexus guy who now is Bray Wyatt, who, is, who now is the Fiend, if all you are living under a rock, but did, you know, CM Punk did him wrong in some sort of way. I didn't look too much into it. I just saw the picture. But he did something wrong. You know, CM Punk X'd him out of the Nexus and, you know, time goes on and, you know, whatever. But Daniel Bryan was, like I said earlier, in the Wyatt family with Luke Harper, Eric Rowan, Bray Wyatt himself. And obviously turned his back on Bray Wyatt, I believe, in what was the cage match a couple years back. So... For, for the Fiend to attack Daniel Bryan is just another sign of Bray Wyatt unleashing his Fiend on people who have done him wrong in the past. So it's really no shock there, but you got to really look into the storyline of what Bray Wyatt's trying to do. He's trying to attack all the people who have done him wrong. That's as simple as that. So after Daniel Bryan, which I honestly believe will be the Survivor Series match between him and uh, the Fiend for the Universal Championship match, We'll have to see where all that goes. And, you know, another interesting storyline this time of year for WWE to play. And if you're a Daniel Bryan fan, if you're a Fiend fan, like I believe every other WWE mentality fan or WWE Universe fan is, it's going to be an interesting storyline. So we'll see where it goes. Sasha Banks defeated Nikki Cross before NXT champion Shayna Baszler attacked Bayley outside the ring. So Shayna Baszler... Bailey, the man Becky Lynch, are all going to be in the Survivor Series match, NXT versus Raw versus SmackDown. So it's going to be interesting, and I love the invasion plot to it. I love how the story is is playing on, and it's you know, it's not just an invasion of SmackDown. Shayna Baszler invaded not only SmackDown, but she invaded Raw. Um, Bailey not only invaded Raw, but invaded NXT last night. So 
what's the man going to do? Is she going to show up on SmackDown? Is she going to show up on NXT next week? You know, Survivor Series is only next week, you know, the 24th. Well, you know, we'll all have to see a week and a half away. Let's, we're going to we'll wait and watch and see what happens. It's going to be very interesting. Tyson Fury invited Braun Strowman to the ring only to be interrupted by the B-team because Tyson Fury was like, I don't know anybody stupid enough to take on us if we were a tag team. And, of course, Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel come out. And first thing Curtis Axel says is, I know two people who are stupid enough, us. And, of course, that was a you know comedic moment. But the B-team pretty much got power slammed and knocked out by Tyson Fury and, and Braun Strowman. So that was just kind of like a, a filler moment for SmackDown. Carmella and Dana Brooke defeated Fire and Desire. Fire and Desire are going, are deploding, it seems like. They're losing every other match. Losing every match, really. Um, So what I think is going to happen is that team's just going to, like I said, implode. And they're going to be forced to split Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville up. And that will be the end of Fire and Desire. And that will eventually prove once again why I am right because that is what seems to be started off to be a really good team, but is now just, what are they doing? Like a what are they doing moment. We should have that moment on the show. A what are you doing moment. It's not working. Not not right now. And I, and I don't think moving on, looking, if I were to look in the future, a team called Fire and Desire with a uh, Maxim magazine cover girl and a what I hope soon to be champ in Sonya Deville, who is a lot better wrestler, I think, alone than what Mandy Rose would be alone, or even them together. I think they're a horrible tag team. They might be best friends, but they need to be broken up, and they need to push Sonya Deville. That's just my opinion. But as I said earlier, King Corbin and Roman Reigns, that feud was not going to end at the beginning of the show because Roman Reigns wasn't even there, as King Corbin stated earlier. King Corbin defeated Roman Reigns because of, guess what? Interference. I am sick and tired of seeing all the good matches or all the matches that you think would be good on the card be interrupted by interference. One way or another, it gets interrupted. And the whole... You put Roman Reigns in the last match. So he's the closer. You know, welcome back to the closing of the show, Roman Reigns. And you put him against King Corbin, who's a great wrestler. They're both great wrestlers, great performers, great entertainers. And you just have, you throw away this great buildup of a match. You throw out, you throw away what could be one of the best matches on the card. You just throw it away. And you have people interfere. How, how stupid is that? I mean, honestly, it just seems ridiculous to me that WWE keeps interrupting great matches. And we're going to talk about another interruption here in a second. But before, I'm going to jump on my phone and get on my Facebook page and, you know, WWE Mentality Facebook page and see if there's any people on there that'll go live and to ask me a question. So before I get into Raw, before I get into the middle part of the show, that's what I'm going to do. So I'm going to let Mark Hellman take it away one more time. You're going to hear from him. And then I'll be right back, Facebook Live in it, and you're just going to have to wait and hold on to hear what everybody else has got to say and my answers to their questions, hopefully. So, Mark Hillman, take it away again. 
Hi friends, it's Mark Helman, the Chevy Man, back for one of my favorite times of the year. It's Truck Month. We stocked up just in time with over 100 Silverados, Tahoes, and Suburbans. You can save over $10,000 off MSRP on your favorite truck or take advantage of 0% for 72 months. Most Buicks will qualify for up to 20% off MSRP. That means you can get into a brand new Encore for under twenty grand with a four-year bumper-to-bumper warranty. Come check out our selection of custom trucks. We have the best in the beach when it comes to lifted trucks. With our great deals, you can almost get the conversions at no charge. That's huge! We are out to help more folks this month than ever before. We still have over 80 world-class pre-owned vehicles ready to go. All the best makes, models, and price ranges. No one has our selection. Our bumper-to-bumper warranties and maintenance is always included. See it all at obxchevy.com at the foot of the Wright Memorial Bridge. All of us at OBX Chevy Buick appreciate your business and your friendship. Chevy, find new roads. And welcome back to WWE Mentality. Mark Hillman, as always, can put you in a Chevy, and he doesn't care what your financial situations are in a good way. He'll find a Chevy to put you in, or he'll find a car to put you in. And I am here on Facebook live as a microphone is in my face covering up my gorgeous face that I have, my wonderful face I have. So if anybody here on Facebook live on WWE Mentality's fan page, or fan page, WW Mentality's page. If you want to chime in and let me know if there is any questions that you would like to ask me and get my opinion on, go right ahead. I'm sitting here. I'll be waiting for you. So chime in whatever you want. I'm going to get to the middle part of my show and let you know a couple things. So WWE Backstage is a new segment that WWE has run through Fox. And I, and I say that run through Fox because there's a particular somebody who made their return that everybody is all hyped about, including myself. I got goosebumps watching it. But CM Punk has made his return to WWE. Now, the reason I said that it's ran through Fox is because there are rumors out there that CM Punk is not signed with WWE. CM Punk has signed with Fox. It's simple. Fox owns CM Punk. WWE does not. Now, Survivor Series, like I said, is right around the corner, November 24th. A week, a mere week and a half away, and they bring back CM Punk for the segment called WWE Backstage. You know, it's hosted by Renee Young and Booker T, along with Paige and other special guests that you know WWE brings up. So this week they had Adam Cole, NXT Champion, and Samoa Joe. Well, no one knew what was going to happen. No one knew that when Renee Young brought out CM Punk, they had no idea who it was or even why she was bringing somebody out. But she ended up bringing CM Punk out. Paige flipped out. She was all ecstatic. She was like a a, a three-year-old girl going to her first unicorn show. And Samoa Joe was pretty shocked. And Adam Cole, obviously, if you watch the video, he was shocked as well. So once again, I urge everybody to jump on the Facebook page. WWE mentality and ask me any questions WWE related. Keep it to Raw and SmackDown if you can. I can answer some NXT, but I'm not quite prepared to or answer any NXT questions because of the, the length of the show and I'm by myself. So, yeah, CM Punk return. I love it. I can't wait to see what's going on. There's a lot of rumors out there that he may be a, a SmackDown commentator uh, with Corey Graves up in the air about what he wants to do with all his you know podcast shows that he has going on or life in general. There was rumors that he may leave WWE. 
So it's kind of up in the air, but Chicago Survivor Series, a week and a half away, Chicago just happening to be the, the hometown of CM Punk. What kind of reaction do you think CM Punk's going to get if he becomes a guest commentator and they bring him out and they hit that living color, you know, the music, his theme music? But anyway, we're just going to have to wait and see. I'm excited for CM Punk to be back. Um, I always liked his attitude. I liked his wrestling style. I, always liked, I enjoyed his matches. So, yeah, CM Punk, welcome back to... I would say half of WWE. Welcome back to a partial segment of WWE. But yeah, thank you. As I always like to say in the middle of the show, give my thanks out to everybody that has made this happen, uh, this podcast happen. You know, Justin, I, I got to thank him. He is the executive producer of WWE Mentality. He invited me to come help him run his show, and now I'm here. I'm sitting in the captain's chair, and I can't be more excited than the excitement on my face. <laughs> but yeah, thank you, Justin. Thank you, Red Circle, our hosting site, which is, you know where we host our podcast that distributes that distributes it all out throughout podcast land, out to the major platforms. Uh, Wix.com, W-I-X is how you spell it, not W-I-C-K-S. Wix.com for helping me set up the uh, WWE Mentality website. They were very helpful, very understanding that I was a newbie to all this website information but they definitely helped me and uh they will probably continue to help me because i am very website illiterate and don't know what i'm talking about um the miz page and randy orton have all signed new wwe deals the miz i believe is a two-year deal as well as page and there were rumors out there that randy orton signed a five-year deal and there was rumors out there that he signed a two-year deal Anyway, we have the Viper locked down for right now. There are a lot of talks, a lot of rumors going around about Randy leaving to go to another promotion. Hopefully that's not going to happen. Hopefully nothing happens with this contract and he stays in WWE because he is one of the best heels that WWE will ever have, ever. No doubt about it. So if you're on Facebook right now, ask me any questions WWE related. Like and share. And, of course, comment so I can see and I can answer your question if you have any question or you want my opinion on anything SmackDown and Raw related. And we'll hit on a little NXT if you can or if you ask an NXT question. But like and share it. As you can see, I have a microphone in my face, so I am live. I am recording this podcast today. But as we move on, we move on to bigger and better things, as in Raw. This week was on the 11th, November 11th. Started off the night with Becky Lynch coming out, obviously stating the stating the fact, or at least her fact, that you know she is the man. Shayna Baszler and Bailey, her two in it, her two opponents for Survivor Series, one being NXT Champion Shayna Baszler, one being SmackDown Women's Champion Bailey. The man has really taken on a form to me, at least that. Maybe she is a force not to be met, you know, reckoned with. Maybe she is the best woman wrestler. Maybe she is the best woman character in WWE right now. I haven't, I haven't completely bought into to Becky Lynch. I am, I am riding a little bit of the coattails. I'm on, I'm like the very inch of the, the very last inch of the piece of wood that is what the the metaphor the bandwagon. So I'm like right there. I don't know if I want to be on the bandwagon or completely on the coattails. I don't know if I just want to get rid of Becky Lynch and discard her of my life and not watch any Becky Lynch segment at all. I don't know yet. She's she's so in signs of what I could like. And then and then again, there's 
times where she's like, oh, God, why? Why? <laughs> if you ever get that feeling and you're sitting here watching me on Facebook, let me know. Tell me I'm not the only one. But yeah, Becky Lynch started off raw. It was supposed to be Charlotte Flair and Natalia versus the Kubaki Warriors, which now I call the Bukaki Warriors. It's kind of inappropriate, but I don't care because it only their makeup only proves what I say. Um, if you get a chance to look at them, you know, Google them, look up a picture, and you'll see what I'm talking about. That's why they're called the Bukaki Warriors now for me. They don't deserve to be tag champs, although they are very. Very, very good talents, very athletic, very charismatic individually, not team, in my opinion. But yeah, I just, together they're not good. I I just, they're they're not good together. But nonetheless, Charlotte and Becky teamed up to take, you know, to try to take their tag team champions away. Once again, as I stated earlier in the show, this, this interruption shit, and I hate to use that word. Or profanity on our show, but the shit needs to end. Um, let the match go on. Let it play out the way it needs to play out. And let these women and men finish up a match, for God's sakes. I mean, is it too much to ask for a regular freaking match? From start, from bell to bell. No interruptions. Let's have a freaking match the way it needs to be. And I do have a watcher, Chelsea EKO, one of our uh, TWO main roster guys' wife. She's a big Randy Orton fan. I'm sure she was glad to hear that Randy Orton has uh, signed a new five or two year deal with WWE. So he will be staying in WWE if nothing weird happens. But yeah, the Bukaki Warriors pulled it out again, you know, and uh, without the green mist this time, I don't think from from Oscar. I don't like the Bukaki Warriors. It's stupid. Um, but yeah, that's where we're that's where I'm at on them. Drew McIntyre defeated Sin Cara. Noted that if you're paying attention to Twitter or Facebook or any other platform out there that's social media, Sin Cara actually asked for his release earlier that day. Said it was one of the toughest things he had to go through. Um, but I really do think that WWE meant for this to happen. WWE put Sin Cara against Drew McIntyre because of that reason. Because he put in his release, and WWE denied it, by the way. He put in his release... And they were like, oh, well, okay, well, if you're going to do that, shithead, you're going to go face Drew McIntyre, the Scottish psychopath. Tell me that ain't on purpose. Poop. Yeah. David EKR. EKR. David EKO. Right here on Facebook says poop. I agree. Poop. You better not be talking about this show because I know this show ain't poop. But anyway, the Singh Brothers, it was a two-on-one or one-on-two, whatever you want to say it, for the 24-18-34-17 65, 28, 22, 24-7 championship. Who cares about the 24-7 championship anymore? I mean, who who really cares? If you're on Facebook looking at me live right now, again, like and share, and obviously comment so I can see your questions if you have any. But in a show of emoji hands, who cares about the 24-7 championship now? It, was, it seemed like it was like super hot, like it was doing good. It was on fire not even a month ago. But now, what the? F- what's going on? Twenty four seven champion? Nah, doesn't doesn't need to doesn't need to be around anymore. Ask your questions here on Facebook anytime you want. I will try to answer them whenever I look up, which is every five seconds. Yeah, Chelsea, I agree. Um, Chelsea said it was it was funny. Not anymore. Totally agree. There was a lot of comedic uh, scenes, a lot of comedic storylines with it, but not anymore. 
So 24-7 champion, you need to bring back Alundra Blaze and have her actually throw it in the trash can. So Seth Rollins pretty much gave an open challenge to anybody in the locker room. Uh, what he thought was the Raw locker room only just happened to be not all Raw locker room roster because NXT UK champion Walter showed up with his gang of misfits. They're called the Imperium. But Seth kind of wasn't alone. He actually had not only Kevin Owens come out and help, but he had the Street Profits come out. So now it was a three-on-three, or was it? Yeah, no, four-on-four match, right? Yeah, four-on-four. Yeah, I'm right. Four-on-four match, tag match, really good entertainment, really good value, I thought, to Raw. It was a very good segment, um, according to all the sheets I read and all the, the websites I read. Um, all the all the segments or all the shows, Raw, NXT, and SmackDown, all the ratings are going up. So that's good. This is a very particular time of the year where, you know, somebody mentioned it's WrestleMania season. Just because WrestleMania tickets went on sale last Tuesday or this Tuesday. And I believe the Tuesday before that, if I'm not mistaken. But it's not WrestleMania season. Just because WrestleMania tickets go on sale, it's not WrestleMania season. WrestleMania season is like Royal Rumble in January. That's when the season kicks off. I mean, for me, it does. Just because you go out and buy it, I can go out and buy a ticket online. Now I'm hyped for, was it, five months of waiting? No, it's not WrestleMania season, guys. It's really not. Not yet. Let the Royal Rumble go through. Whoever wins the Royal Rumble, then it's WrestleMania season. Then we start getting geared up and we start seeing things fall into place slowly but slowly, or slowly but surely, and we'll see how WrestleMania starts panning out. But yeah. Continuing on with Raw, Andrade defeated Cedric Alexander. Kind of a throwaway match, kind of a filler. As uh, David E.K.O. likes to say, it's a a bathroom break type match. This Lana, Bobby Lashley, and Rusev storyline has pushed an ultimate high of who gives an F. Although, you have to look at it as a statistic point of view that this storyline is gaining ridiculous media attention. And you know what they say, no bad bad press, or there's no such thing as bad press or bad attention. Lana, unfortunately, had played off this whole segment like she was nine weeks pregnant. That she could not believe that the sex addict Rusev would put a demon inside of her. I think, I think she said demon or something along the lines of that. She was not happy. But she had said that, you know, she started... Having sex with Bobby Lashley at seven weeks. She's nine weeks pregnant. She can feel something in her stomach. Blah, blah, blah. At the end of this segment, as she was walking up, back up the ramp with Bobby Lashley, who attacked Rusev during this and left him in the middle of the ring, she doesn't say it in the microphone, but she says it loud enough for the people that are watching TV that she couldn't believe that Rusev bought into the fact that she was pregnant. To me, as a person, as a dad, you don't mess with pregnancy issues. You don't mess with... Like, what I'm trying to say is that there are tons of people out there that have had issues. There's tons of women out there, tons of families out there that had to go through this situation of being so excited to have children start a family and then it just end up not happening for whatever reason it may be this strikes hard for me because i've had people that you know around me my closest friends family go through this have gone through this situation where it's not funny it's really not 
And like I have two kids, my third one on the way, and I'm very blessed to have my kids. And I'm very happy that my kids are in my life. I'm not so happy my wife yells at me every day because she's emotional because of the pregnancy. But none the fact, I'm glad that as of right now, everything is healthy in my kids' life and in my life. And to have this segment in Raw, at Raw. Now, here's the thing that I, I just thought about. Would they have even played this segment in the United States? I'm asking all my Facebook people here. And even after this live feed is done, I want you to, to leave a comment if you're watching it. And anybody listening on YouTube or any other platform, if you listen on Apple, Spotify, Google, head over to YouTube and watch and listen to this or just go down and, and leave me a comment what you think about this. But this is a segment and this is a situation that dramatically affects people's lives. Now, although this storyline has gotten major heat, this is the most rated segment, like highest ratings that Raw reaches. Every time these three come on, the ratings go up. So... My question is, I got a lot of questions regarding this, but my main question today is, would they have even played this storyline about Lana being pregnant and then not being pregnant in the United States? Where I believe, and I'm not saying this in a bad way towards the UK, but the United States is S-A-W-F-T. We're soft, okay? And I'm not saying that in a bad way as well when it comes to this type of thing, but like I said, I've had family, friends, close people to me that have been affected by miscarriages, have been affected by, you know, getting all the way there, all you know, nine nine months pregnant, 42 weeks, and then losing their baby. I've had it happen to me. I read stories all the time about that. It's not funny, and I don't think for one second that WWE would allow this storyline to happen in the United States because it is such a sensitive subject to a lot of you people in the United States. Not that it isn't around the world, because it is. It's very serious. It should be taken very serious. But I don't think WWE would have done this in the United States. If you think any different or you have any other questions or opinions, again, go to my YouTube page, WWE Mentality. Re-listen to this. Subscribe, like, but also leave a comment down below and let me know what you think. Do you think WWE would have played this segment, the whole pregnancy segment, in the United States? Big question, Eric Rowan defeated some jobber, Sonar Durson. No one really cares about Eric Rowan right now. They heated him up. They they served him on a golden platter, and then they just washed him. They just washed him down the drain along with all the other dishes, unfortunately. I'm sorry, Eric Rowan, because you were going so good. You were so good in that storyline with Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan, and then they just tore you down. They, where is Eric Rowan? Who is Eric Rowan is, is pretty much what I'm asking. It's unfortunate because Eric Rowan is a good talent and he really surprised me with his, his mic skills. But unfortunately, he's down the drain, just like Cesaro. So, Raw Tag Team Champions, the Viking Raiders. Again, I always have to point out they're my guys. I picked them to win the Tag Team Champions when they won it from the OC. Again, faced more jobbers, Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster. I don't, I don't know why. Again, someone please leave me a comment down below and and let me try to find a reason why this is happening. Why are jobbers uh, why, why are jobbers being in matches with the tag champions? Why are jobbers being in matches with an elite level talent like Eric Rowan? 
And just for the Facebook users, I have switched over to my main page. So if you have any questions here regarding WWE, Raw or SmackDown and a little NXT, I'll try to get to it. I'm going to go live on my on my real page. Uh, Jamie went or Ralph Wentz. I'm sorry. I go by Jamie. My real name is Ralph. Uh, Ralph Wentz on Facebook. You can watch this video and leave me a comment, like and share it as well, please. As you can tell, I'm in studio right now. You know, big 94.5 WCMS banner in the back. But I'm hitting on the last parts of my show, and we just got done talking about this pregnancy situation, the fake pregnancy situation with Lana and how disgusting it is to even to talk about it. I also talked about Eric Rowan. He defeated a jobber. And then my tag team that I handpicked, uh, the Viking Raiders, going against more jobbers as well. Uh, Randy Orton you know, just signed a new deal. He teamed up with Ricochet and Humberto Carrillo. Defeated the OC, Anderson, Gallows, and AJ Styles. I think that's going to be your your raw tag teams. Going to be Seth, Randy Orton, Humberto Creo, and Ricochet. That's your that's your Survivor Series tag, or Survivor Series raw team. Uh, we're going to be talking more about Survivor Series next week. Uh, just want to be a sh- good get a good shout out from my brother Aaron Robinson. Man, I'm going to let everybody know how big of an inspiration this guy is to not only me but to all the kids around the world, and I'm sure he would love for me to say this, that he's such a big inspiration because he's had so much go on, and we always talk about inspiration on here. And one thing I do want to point out, if you are listening at this time in the show, do you think WWE is toxic toxic to watch? Because I've gotten so many people in my lifetime of watching WWE tell me that it's fake, tell me that it's not real, tell me that it's scripted. And, of course, me being 28 now, obviously, I know all this. But do you think it's toxic to the youth of children who watch it? Because, honestly, screw you guys who say that. Screw you people who think that WWE doesn't mean anything to anybody else. And you think that it's just something on TV to to trouble the minds of our youth. Screw you guys. Screw you guys who think that. Because, although I am 28, I feel like I'm four years old in my brain at some points. And that's those some points are Mondays and Fridays and occasionally twice a month on Sundays. I think WWE are, are superheroes. The superstars they have on there are superheroes to a lot of kids, not only in the United States, but are all around the world. And that's why they travel to all around the world. That makes sense. So all you haters and all you assholes out there, and I'm cussing a lot on this show because I'm trying to get a lot of it out before Justin gets back, but all you assholes out there that think WWE is just for shits and giggles and doesn't mean anything to anybody else, well, here's a 28-year-old guy that pretty much lives and breathes WWE wrestling or entertainment. So if you got something to say, jump on my Facebook page, leave me a comment, and I'll let you know what I think. Not that I'm a big, tough you know, hardcore dude, but I think anybody who hates the idea of wrestling or WWE entertainment is ridiculous. And I tell them to go look at their wallet and see how much money they got compared to WWE. That's all I got to say. But yeah, Survivor Series right around the block, a week and a half away, November 24th. Again, I want to thank Red Circle, our hosting site for this podcast. Uh, again, they distribute to all major podcast platforms out there Apple, Spotify, Google, iTunes. You know, I already said iTunes. Google, Pocket Cast, Breaker, I mean, five right off the bat. Uh, we were supposed to interview a indie promoter by the name of Jason Maples today. Unfortunately, that did not happen due to studio complications. Um, hopefully, he'll be on next week as I'm, I'm really shooting for it. 
And if there's any other questions that anybody else is watching, please comment below and let me know before I hop off here. I'm probably going to just wait and see and, and go on a little rant of, let's talk about CM Punk. Yeah, let's talk about CM Punk. So CM Punk, like I said earlier, made his debut back to WWE. I don't think it was a ratings deal. I think it was just right place, right time, as most uh, WWE superstars would tell you on like any other 24 episode. That right, right time, right place. And I'm a big person who believes in the right time, right place saying. I believe there's a right place and a right time for everything. I believe this universe works in very mysterious ways that I don't even want to get into. But CM Punk coming back is the right time, right place. He had a chance. He had a chance to go to AEW. Let's just face it. I'm going to put it out there. I don't like mentioning those letters. But he had a chance. He had a chance to go there. He turned them down. And like I said, he's not owned or he's not signed by WWE. He is signed by Fox. Fox has signed him as an employee. He's an employee of Fox Network which SmackDown is hosted by. So WWE backstage segment Renee Young brings out CM Punk. He said, just when they think they got all the answers, I changed the culture. How big the people watching me on Facebook right now and the people who will go to YouTube and and, and listen to this, leave me a comment. How big is CM Punk's return to WWE? How How big really is it? I mean, when he's on the mic, he's absolutely one of the best. No doubt one of the best. I think that CM Punk coming back is excellent for the company, excellent for ratings, obviously. Uh, Like I said, Survivor Series being around the corner, right around the corner in uh, November 24th. I think you couldn't ask for a better person to come back to boost ratings than Chicago's own, where Survivor Series is held at, than CM Punk. If anybody has any replies to that, please reply. Um, I want to say hi to Daniel Carpenter, who's watching me right now on Facebook Live. Also, Bevy or Dwight, whatever one it is. Doesn't matter. Y'all both are awesome. Anybody who's watching is awesome. Yeah, uh, CM Punk coming back. It's excellent for the brand all the way around, whether he's a commentator or going to jump back into the ring to be a talent. Um, Any chance that he's on the mic is going to be golden. If there's anything that, you know, anybody watching want to talk about, please comment below. Anybody who watches it on YouTube podcast platform out there wants to say anything or leave a comment get a facebook page at ralph wentz or wwe mentality as well you can head over to youtube and leave a comment down there and let me know what you think but yeah i mean I, I'm, I'm i'm going solo today i was scared at first but uh but I bounced back got my confidence back justin was supposed to be joining me to join me today but uh had to had other obligations he had to fulfill with his work schedule it's totally understandable I won't drop him on a dime when I see him next time for it. But yeah, I mean, flying solo for the first time, WWE mentality style. It was great. It was great talking to you. It was great going Facebook Live, looking at everybody chiming in. Everybody's watching. David EKO. Yeah, Andy. Hello, Andy. Haven't talked to you in a while. Yeah, WWE mentality. If you're looking for a fun entertainment podcast to listen to, I highly recommend that you go over to YouTube. You go to, you know, you type in right there, right where it says search. You type in WWE Mentality, and you'll see me and Justin's beautiful faces up there. And you click on one of our videos or one of our podcast segments. It's really not a video. Click on one of our audio audio segments, and you hit subscribe. You know, like, I think it's like right left or right. Yeah, one of those. Wherever it says subscribe. And, uh, you know, Andy says, woo! Yeah, I guess he's a Ric Flair fan. Who isn't? I mean, honestly. <laughs> I saw a match. My dad showed me a match today. 
Yeah, you know, the four horsemen versus Red Warrior, Animal, and Hawk. Hawk. Sounds like it said Hawk. Hawk, like the bird. And um, Dusty Rhodes, a.k.a. Virgil Runnels. Yeah, I mean, WWE, very exciting place, very exciting time to be a WWE fan. If your kids are WWE fans, I think I uh, mentioned this earlier. If you're WWE fan as a parent and you have kids that are WWE fans and you shame them from watching WWE every Monday and Friday, please give me the address to your house so I can come over and kick your ass. Just saying. Don't shame your kids from watching wrestling. It's entertainment for God's sake. They are and again, I'm a 28-year-old saying this and I feel like I'm four, but WWE superstars are meant to be superheroes to a lot of people. They grant a lot of make-a-wish. That's one thing I always like when people said John Cena sucks. Okay, well, John Cena's also granted over like 18,000 wishes for underprivileged kids. I mean, hell, Brock Lesnar, one of the toughest sons of bitches out there. UFC guy, wrestling guy, WWE guy, collegiate wrestler, always known to not talk when he's on live TV, whether it be Monday or SmackDown. You know, he, he granted a wish the other week. I mean, there's a lot of people out there that either blame WWE for their demise, but there's not so much blame as there is complimenting WWE for helping them. So that's what I'm trying to get across. That's what me and Justin always want to try to get across to everybody who watches or whoever tunes in, whoever doesn't let their kids watch wrestling. You know, my kids don't necessarily watch wrestling. Uh, They probably, you know, my six-year-old, he's probably seen, probably watched a whole five minutes in six years of wrestling. He's just not into it, and it's okay. I am. But just because your kids like wrestling or the entertainment side of it, and yeah, it's it's getting to the point now where WWE is becoming more like PG-13 rather than what it was in PG. I think they're getting back to their demographic of the 38 to, or the, the 18 to 38-year-olds. They're, they're a lot of kid-friendly still, but their wording and their verbal, their, their verbal verbalization on the mic is becoming more PG-13. Um, this whole Lana storyline, that's that's heading over to the R, you know? And like I said, the, the whole pregnancy, not pregnancy thing, that shit ain't funny. Um, I don't agree with it. Like I said, a lot of friends and family that and, and people all around the world that go through that, man. Just stop that storyline right now. And, you know, of course, I want to say thank you to everybody who's chimed in. Miss Cindy, you're always the best. Uh, my sister, Jessica... Just had her child a couple months ago as I'm gearing up to have my third. Woohoo! Um, my best friend's soon to be wife, hopefully. Summer, thank you for watching. David EKO, thanks for watching again. Daniel, thank you. Uh, thanks everybody who gives me nothing but compliments. Uh, my buddy Larry. Larry, I want to know. Come on, Larry, please chime in here. Chime in and, and let me know what you think WWE is heading down right now. Where where you think WWE is heading, Larry? Cuz I haven't heard from you in a while. I want you to I want to I want to know what you think. You know, I got a couple more minutes. Got about 5 more minutes. What do you think or where do you think WWE is heading right now heading into SummerSlam November 24th? Where do you think it's going? I mean, I got to have another person to argue with or to to spread my opinions around. So where do you think it's going? I want to know. Uh-oh. Other than that, WWE mentality is doing great. We're getting a lot of good uh, statistical things going on. I don't really know how to like, say that, but statistically, WWE is doing good. We have 172 total downloads. A week ago, we had 148. So we're doing very well. And again, thank you to ev- thank you to everybody who 
gives me nothing but confidence to keep doing this. Who doesn't shame me for talking about wrestling at a 28-year-old age. Um, you might not like it and you think it's funny, but it, again, stop shaming people, man. The, the life is too short. Life is too short to shame somebody because of what they watch and what they believe in. You know, we got to stop doing that as a whole, as a world. And I'm not going to get in all political and religious on anybody, but as a as a United States and as the world progresses in culture, let's not continue to hate on people, you know? Life is too short, like I said, and I'm sure there's tons of things that you could be doing other than talking crap about what people are watching or doing. I know for me it is. I got tons of stuff I can do. Keep my hands and my mouth busy. I meant that in a good way. God, that sounded wrong. Why do I say that? Anyway... WWE Mentality is all brought to you by, again, OBX Chevy, Mark Hellman. Awesome guy. Um, actually, my sister bought a car from one of Mark Hellman's guys named David EKO. He's also one of Team WWE OBX's guys. And if you are in the surrounding area of the Outer Banks where I'm hosting this podcast from, if you're close to, to Wan Cheese, everybody, know, everybody knows where Wan Cheese is if you're, if you're on the Outer Banks. If you're close to Wanchi's tomorrow at 6.30, my buddy, our executive producer, Justin, he's going to be hosting Trivia Night there. Head on out there as he gears up for his, I think it's a month anniversary. Yeah, I think he's been doing it a month. Well, anyway, he's going to be doing Trivia over in Wanchi's tomorrow. If you're if you're not busy, go over and check that out. That's 6.30 tomorrow, Friday, November 15th. <sighs> that pretty much wraps up WWE Mentality. I want to thank again everybody who's watched on Facebook. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I can't give enough thanks to anybody in this world when it comes to this stuff. Again, we're, we're all a family when it comes to the WWE. Um, let, let's, let's treat each other like family. Let's like and share all this stuff that I'm talking about. Let's like and share every video I post, every post I post on Facebook, everything that's on YouTube. Like and share that. Let's get the word out. Let's, you know, let's help one another because that's ultimately what it is. If you help, let's just say if you help me down the road... If I have a chance to help you, I'll help you tenfold. You know, my buddy Josh over at Bear Island Bagels, who makes the most delicious bagels in the world, especially the French toast ones. God, man, they're good. He says that all the time. Totally makes sense. And boy, does he deliver. He's helped me out so much. And hopefully one day I will get a chance to help him out as much as he has helped me. But yeah, like and share all this stuff, all this video right here. Like and share this when I get it uploaded for this podcast. You know, go over to YouTube, subscribe to our channel. That'll help. You know, like and share our stuff on YouTube. Comment down below. And next week, I'll bring it up in the podcast. Next week, we'll be doing our podcast on the 21st. It says Justin is off, but Justin will be here because we have an important interview that we had to cancel today, but we will get back next week. Mr. Jason Maples from Indiana, who runs the promotion for Heroes and Legends, who just had a great event, a great great event in chicago this past weekend he also runs the promotion for not only heroes and legends but also savage lucha you know this past event that he had on saturday in chicago had road warrior animal there i think it was and not only him but it had angelina love from tna so if you're ever i think he's got an event in new york coming this weekend if you're in new york go check out heroes and legends and savage lucha promotions hosted by hopefully our guest next week if everything works out right mr jason maples but again i want to thank everybody for helping uh ww mentality out liking and sharing thank you for everybody who views this who has uh, downloaded our podcast i hope we bring you nothing but the best wwe content and also give you another way of 
looking at things, looking at how WWE is shaping up, heading into Survivor Series, heading into you know TLC in December or Extreme Rules or whatever one it is, and then on and on as we move into the year 2020, uh, where Royal Rumble takes on a whole new light. But anyway, I got to get out of here. I've spent enough time here talking and uh, running my mouth. As Justin likes to say, keep slamming. And I always like to say, stay wonderful. And we'll see you next week here on WWE Mentality.